This Geeked Out Collecting Podcast episode is brought to you by my wonderful patrons. I'd love to give a special shout out to my top tier patrons, David from Portland, Tan from Pancake Analytics, and Leo. Thank you so much for believing in me and backing the podcast. If you enjoy this podcast and you'd like to support these episodes, become a patron. I have two tiers at $3 and $5 a month. Joining the first tier gives you exclusive access to Patreon posts in a vintage card from iCollection signed by me. The $5 tier gives you access to everything that you get in the $3 tier, along with also having special access to our Discord community. It gives you the opportunity to talk to other collectors, discuss market performance and news, and show off your mail days, along with asking any questions or getting thoughts and inputs from other people that are really awesome and smart at what they do. So whether you join or not, Either way, I appreciate you for listening. So did you ever collect Pokemon cards when you were a kid, love it, and now want to get back into the hobby? Or do you not know where to start because there's so much to buy and it's a little bit overwhelming? If any of these statements describe you, I'll be going over three tips or strategies that will help you start your Pokemon collecting today. For our first tip or strategy, the first thing that you wanna do before you do any kind of collecting is set a goal and a budget because these two things are critical. They inform your buying strategy. So when I say goal, I mean know why you're collecting. And now that you know why you're collecting, set yourself a budget that you can stay within. Typically a monthly budget works great, but a weekly or a monthly budget that you expect to stay within to support this collecting that you'll be doing. But when it comes to knowing why you're collecting, are you looking to flip for short-term gains? Are you looking to build a nest egg? Are you just collecting for fun and don't really care about the economics behind it? Why are you collecting? Knowing what you want out of collecting Pokemon cards or just any collectible in general and setting a budget helps you figure out what strategy you may need to deploy when actually buying cards or buying the collectibles. So let me give myself as an example. My goal is to build a nest egg of Pokemon cards that equal about $1 million. And I don't want to spend $1 million building this nest egg. So what I need to do is I need to deploy a strategy that allows me to maximize and squeeze out as much ROI as I can. Now compare my strategy to a flipper. What they may do is they may watch the market to find cards that are hot or kind of know what cards that will be hot just around the corner. And what they'll do is typically they'll try to buy slabbed cards really, really low to then resell for when that surge, quote unquote, turns up in the market or buy raw cards to then get them graded with CGC, for example, because they have quick turnaround times or the quickest turnaround times right now in the industry so that they can then quickly flip the card. Typically, short-term flippers don't hang on to product as long as, for as long as long-term investors do. I mean, that's pretty much common sense, but uh, they try to keep a revolving door of cards in and cards out, cards in and cards out. So the strategies and the motivations behind it really influence the day-to-day or week-to-week buying or selling habits of the collector. And another thing too that might separate a short-term flipper is they may focus more on modern cards because that market is a lot quicker versus myself who I focus a little bit more on vintage cards because it allows me to learn very much in depth the market. 
They are my card of preference and that's just what I'm looking for in the long term. I'm looking at this from a very, very 10, 15, 20 year uh, down the road kind of thing. Of course, there are plenty of strategies in between these two. These were probably very extreme. If you want to learn a little bit more about what I plan on doing so that you might be able to learn a few things, maybe get some ideas from, go ahead and check out my strategy for buying Pokemon cards in the year 2021. Now, for the second tip, uh, what you want to do is you want to pick some sets that you want to research and then buy from. Whether it's vintage, modern, or both, it really doesn't matter. Pick some sets that are interesting to you, start doing some research, do some Google searches, do some pricing research, and just simply start buying. So if you are an investor or an investor collector, uh, here are some general strategies or characteristics of each uh, vintage versus modern market, I guess you could say. Vintage, like I said before, it's a little bit slower compared to modern, which is a lot faster. Um, so there's a lot of flipping and changing of hands, you could say. And because of uh, vintage being slower, it's a little bit of a nice burn, I guess you could say. If you're trying to learn a little bit more about the market, but don't want to necessarily rush yourself, vintage may be a great choice for that. There isn't the stress of having to keep an eye on the market every single day to see what new developments may have occurred the night before. But of course, uh, depending on your goals, the modern market may fit you better. Like I said, if you're a short-term flipper, this might be for you. For anyone who's done day trading uh, and comes from that world, the modern market is very much like that, where you're very much in it day to day, movement is happening very quickly, changes of hands happen really quickly for certain cards. So if you're more interested in that, then that world is, is there for you. Now, what I did want to do is I wanted to get into a little bit more depth on the sets, but I realized there's just way too much info to cover to really do it justice. Um, it would make this video incredibly long and really get veer off topic. So what I'm going to do is in my next video, I'm going to go through in a little bit more detail of vintage sets, modern sets, things that you'd want to know so that you're a little bit more informed when you're choosing your sets. But aside from that, I, I do want to make sure that I at least leave you with a few suggestions. So here are a few suggestions that I would maybe uh, check out for when it comes to looking at vintage sets and modern sets. Now, to back it up a little bit, the first rule of collecting is scarcity. So other than finding cards that you love, cards that are very rare or undervalued will typically hold their value very well over time. So the rarest cards, in my opinion, and from doing research, and learning about Pokemon in general, when it comes to the vintage English sets, shadowless cards are probably the rarest. They were printed at a volume of about 10% of the unlimited cards. So we're talking really rare. They're also incredibly undervalued in my opinion, so I wouldn't doubt they would appreciate over time, making them a very great choice to invest in. Now, if shadowless cards are a little bit out of your budget, do some research and look at Neo sets. For example, Neo Destiny, Neo Discovery, Southern Islands, Neo Revelation. They're very fun sets with a lot of our favorite Kanto Pokemon. So they'll be rather familiar to you. Now, for full transparency, when it comes to my Poke knowledge, 
My weakest point is modern sets. So as far as modern sets go, those cards I just know the least about. So it doesn't really feel right of me to give you an exact suggestion just because it's very uninformed. But what I will tell you is I'll give you a few sets that I'm, I'm actually looking at right now that I'm looking and doing research on. So that might be a great place to start. So the sets that I'm kind of exploring because I think there might be some opportunity are the third generation sets. So these are the sets that start with EX um, in the beginning of all of their set names. And these sets were actually the first sets printed by the Pokemon company once it transitioned from Watsi or Wizard of the Coast to actually be imprinted by the Pokemon company back in July of 2003. Now, again, for full transparency, I'm still learning modern, but that's what I'm doing research on right now. So again, that might be a great place to start for you. But of course, you can also start with the modern generations of sets right now. So it would be Vivid Voltage, Darkness Ablaze. Uh, a great set to research would probably be Hidden Fates as well, because that was a very beloved set when it came out. I want to say back in 2017, 2018. So those are some other suggestions. Now, when you're doing research on these sets, get to know them very well. Look at the graded population reports. Figure out which cards are the most sought after cards and use all of that information to plan out which cards that you want to buy and at what prices that you want to buy them at. For my third and final tip or strategy for today, if talking about doing research on those sets feels a little bit overwhelming to you, you're kind of new to it, you're not very sure, um, but you want to buy something today, buy the starters from the sets you're looking to buy. Always, always better to do research and learn. But buying the starters of those sets that you're interested in is also a really great rule of thumb to use as well. As I've said before, scarcity is king. So a great place to start looking is going to the graded card population reports where you'll be able to find the mintiest cards with the lowest populations. When I say starter Pokemon, I'm talking about the Charmanders, Bulbasaurs, and Squirtles of those sets. They're always a great choice because they're not necessarily the most expensive Pokemon and typically they hold their value pretty well over time. Of course, this is completely dependent on the set, so make sure you do your research, but it is a great place to start, especially when you're taking into consideration nostalgia for selling in the future. Of course, you can't go wrong buying the Pikachus and the Charizards and the Gyaradoses of those sets, but sticking to starters first is a great way to just get your feet wet. Start learning a little bit more about the market that you're cornering, the sets that you're looking at, it's just a really great starting point. But again, do your research. Know where the price is in the market so that you don't fall prey to inflated prices. And pro tip, if you have the choice between buying first edition versus non-first edition cards, always buy the first edition. Those were typically printed a little bit less than the non-first editions and those will definitely hold their value better over time or at least for vintage sets. Modern sets actually don't have the first edition print stamp, so that's just something to keep in mind. Now, for a bonus tip, if your buying strategy 
calls for buying minty raw cards to get them graded so that you can maximize your ROI. I would suggest first, before buying raw cards, buy low-grade slabs if you're not incredibly familiar with spotting fakes or spotting good quality or bad quality cards. There are a lot of scammers and proxy cards out there, so it's really easy to get duped if you're not 100% sure as to what you're buying. A great place to become familiar with the cards that you want is to just buy really cheap slab versions. So I'm talking slabs that are less than PSA 5s. Very, very low, low grade cards. Buying these slab versions give you a reference point when you're looking at listings and validating the cards that you receive once you've bought them. So what you could do is, let's say you bought a PSA 1, right? Crack that thing open. It's okay, it's a PSA 1. Now you have an authenticated, ungraded card that you can use as reference for anything that you might purchase in the future. Really, it comes down to being informed and knowing what you're buying. So to wrap things up, I hope these tips and tricks help you as you start building your collection. Be sure to let me know below what sets you're targeting or let me know what you've been buying lately. As for myself, I've been buying as minty as I can full Southern Island sets in English and in Japanese. So spoiler alert, I'll be sending those to PSA. But thank you so much guys for joining me today and be on the lookout for more videos. Have a good one.